Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, you know, after last game, we didn't have our best game, and we wanted to come out with some pace and some chances tonight, and I think we did, did a good job of moving the puck and, and creating some chances. So uh, we, we played fast. Anytime you move the puck fast, you're going to get some, and create some offense, and obviously, Grizzly and Tom are a great playmaker, so I'm just trying to find the open ice and use my speed. In general, in general, I think we were pretty calm overall and not panicking too much after a bad loss, and I just wanted to respond here tonight. We've had some tight checking hockey games where we win by one goal, and obviously he's been a huge part of that. So with him, he's making big saves, giving us confidence up front, and then any goals we can collect, uh, we feel pretty good about it. Well, what a night Brandon Sod had on a Saturday night in downtown St. Louis. A great 4-2 victory for the St. Louis Blues over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Brandon probably could have had a hat trick, but don't get greedy. You'll take the two goals, you'll take the victory, and you move on to a Western Canadian road trip starting on Tuesday in Winnipeg. Welcome, everybody, into Curbside Reaction, our next day post-game podcast bringing you reaction, highlights, and analysis from the previous nights or previous days, St. Louis Blues game. You just heard from Brandon Saad. He had a terrific night. The Blues with a great response game after falling 6-2 to two to the Arizona Coyotes. They took the lead, and it was the first time this season that the St. Louis Blues took the lead. As a matter of fact, they didn't trail in this game, so they went from having not had the lead in the first three games to not trailing in game number four. Let's get you right to last night's highlights between the Blues and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Into the corner, check there by Justin Falk, and a good release off the wall from Thomas Fine Skyroof. Three on two, Blues in over the line. Krug all alone, and he shoots it off the side of the net. Put it to the front, it's caught up in the skates of Thomas. Blues puck, they score! Brandon Saad has given the Blues the first lead of their season on his first goal of the year. 10.27 to go, first period, 1-0 Blues. The point, then it's turned over, and Sod's going to split the D. A partial break. Sod in shooting, and a save made by Jari. Final four seconds of the power play. This group's been out for the whole two minutes. Proof to Thomas. Rather, Shin. Oh, look out. Malkin's going to have a breakaway on a broken play. In on Bennington. Malkin waits, shoots, scores. Penguins tie it up 1 1 on a turnover by the Blues. At the end of the power play, and there's 3.7 seconds to go in the first period. Over to the far wing from Pedersen, into O'Connor, shot on at Bennington. Ice pad saved, denying Eller in the puck coming up. Krug's going to get the puck on the near wing, needs some help, has it. Great support from Shen, then the release to Falk. Three on two, Blues to center. Over the line in the middle, the Kapanen onto his forehead. What a play! Centers, he scores! Neighbors was in front, might have hit a Penguins defenseman on a feed from Kapanen. And the Blues back on top. Two to one, the Golden Neighbors, 14 21 to go, period two. Penguins pick it up on the cycle, 13 04 to go in the period. Pedersen is shot, blocked by his own player, unable to clear. Hey, now Torepchenko. Over the line for Sundquist. The Torepchenko and denied by the right pad of Jari. Back to the point. Pareko, bomb, score! Colton Pareko let it fly. 3 to 1 Blues. 12.48 to go, second period. What a rip. Gensel to Crosby, Crosby wires it. Blockers save. Bennington cleared out across ice by Kapanen. 
Gensel coming in over the line, out of the middle to Carlson. Carlson shoots wide. Gensel denied by Bennington on a sliding save. What a beautiful pass by Carlson to Gensel. Two on one, Blues the other way. Side, in, shooting, score! Brandon Saad having a Saturday night. 4.47 to go in the third period. It's 4-1 St. Louis, his second of the game. Good check by Steve Stellan. Yeah, just pasted O'Connor on a follow-through of the play. Hit by the Zamboni door. Well, the door smash open. Now the puck comes bouncing in front. The Penguins find it, and there's Raquel scoring. Scandella had lost his stick on that battle in the corner, and it caused a bit of a scramble, and the Penguins have made it 4-2. 4-2 the score. Blues win the faceoff. Fox sends it back to their own zone. Two ticks on the clock, and listen up. There's the horn. Bring out the Zamboni. Great rebound win for the Blues to finish up the homestand. And the Blues skate to a 4-2 victory over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Find another great performance from the goaltender, Jordan Bennington. An all-around strong game, especially in net. And right after the game, Jordan Bennington threw the headsets on to talk about the Blues' victory. Jordan, congratulations on the win. What was it like with that uh, terrific defending team in front of you? Yeah, we were strong uh, again tonight. Um, it was a good, good rebound game for us. Uh, we didn't like the last game, so uh, that was important for us uh, at home. Big win before we head on the road here. Jordan, does it ever, you ever pinch yourself sometimes when you're playing these games and you're looking at future Hall of Famers and Sidney Crosby and Kenny Malkin? Is, does it ever hit you? Does it hit you after? Does it hit you during? Anything like that? Uh, I mean, that first goal, I just knew I was going to be on highlight reels after that. So <laughs> uh, that's a tough one, but, uh, you know, it's fun going against, you know, some of the best uh, to ever play, for sure. Jordan, you faced a lot of shots here in the first four games. Another total over 30. But the fact that the team has been in front of you not allowing second-chance opportunities, how big of a difference has that been for this season? Oh, absolutely. You know, I feel like we've been talking about a lot, but I think it starts from the coaches to our meetings to our video to our, um, you know, holding each other accountable, all that uh, combined into one. So, um, you know, we can't get uh, too complacent in this game, right? you got to keep working, keep building each game each day. So uh, that's what we're going to do. It's always great to get immediate reaction afterwards. And after these games, Steve Ott summed it up perfectly. Huge commitment all over the ice, blocking shots, playing tight defensively, and our structure showed up, which was outstanding. And, uh, you know, it gave, a, it gave that belief right from the start of the game, and it carried right throughout. Steve, what did you see there in the second period that went so right for you to guys to take control of this game? You know, we were just doing things that were right. We were stopping in the house defensively, and a lot of our defensive stuff led to great rushes for the other way. So, you know, we, we preach a lot of good defense turns to offense, and you started seeing a lot of that, and we were able to capitalize on it. Now, contributing to the podcast is Tim Woodburn. He did hockey play-by-play -play for 12 years. He's covered major and minor league sports for over 30 years. A veteran sports broadcaster, a fellow St. Louisan, a good friend, Tim Woodburn made Colton Pareko the focus of his two-minute game.
What a nice win for the St. Louis Blues over the Pittsburgh Penguins Saturday night at Enterprise Center. 4-2, the Blues had some cycle going in the offensive zone throughout the game. That's not something we saw in their dreaded loss to Arizona earlier in the week. Colton Pareko was just terrific on the ice tonight. He was on edge. He was feisty. He was concise. He was terrific with the puck and away from the puck. He was terrific in front of the net. He really had a stud game, regardless of whether he not shows up on the score sheet or not, which he did. It's time for him to stop putting on the brakes and help him to become one of the best defensemen in the National Hockey League. For curbside, after the Blues win over Pittsburgh, this is Tim Woodburn. The goal scored tonight by Colton Pareko not only was a great slap shot and a bomb that went in, but it also proved to be the game-winning goal. After the game, Craig Berube addressed Colton Pareko's start to the season. He's skating so well. Like, I don't know if you remember the play in the third, he rounds the net, and, like, he's just, you know, he's a big guy, strong, that can really move, you know, and um, he's using his feet extremely well and his shot. You know, he's looking to shoot all the time, and, um, you know, he's ready to shoot, and obviously his feet, skating, closing plays out, but getting a puck and moving right away with it. He's working extremely hard out there. Um, his work ethic's extremely high. He's looking to shoot, and we want all our guys to look to shoot back there when they get a puck. We want we want action at the net as much as possible, and we got to keep working on it because we need more. You know, we need more puck volume. All in all, a terrific win on home ice for the St. Louis Blues. We broke it down after the game with Joe Vitale. I was talking to Robert Bortuzzo and Kevin Hayes this morning at the morning skate, and and I just asked him, I was like, what's the vibe on the team? How are the boys doing right now? You know, trying to get a sense of where this team's at because you played two terrifically defensive games to start the year. You grabbed three out of the first four points, and then it looked like a complete opposite of a team against the Coyotes a couple nights ago. So heading into this fourth game, where's the group at? And, and they both agreed. They both said it. They said it best. They said it's early. I mean, every team in the league is trying to figure out what they are, what they aren't. But this is going to be a big one tonight for them to really see how they have that bounce back and, and really start identifying what team are we going to be. Are we going to be the team you saw in the first two games? Or are you going to be the team that we saw last game? Uh, so this was a really good transition game for me. Robert Thomas used the word respond about three or four times this morning. I love that word respond. And his line really led the way with Brandon Sod on the left side. Two goals tonight for Brandon Sod. And Thomas and Kyru, they played like top-line players. Those top-line guys last game, they got outshined by Clayton Keller and Schmaltz and Hayden. Well, tonight you're going up against Hall of Famers and Crosby and Malkin, and I thought that Thomas Kyrou line was the best line on the ice, Chris Kerber, with Brandon Saad on that left wing. Difference-making minutes from Brandon Saad tonight. Huge. I mean, listen, he had six shots on net. The puck was just finding him in the offensive zone. He could have had four or five goals maybe in that first period. He had that breakaway he just missed right through the legs. He had a backdoor tap and just fell off his stick. Another great high-tip opportunity on the power play in the second period. He was just all over it. And, you know, he had the authority on that two-on-one to really seal the game away in that third period. A two-on-one with Kapanen. He usually goes on the ice between the legs and ends up going short side high just over the right shoulder there of Tristan Jari to seal this thing up. But a terrific game from a veteran who you needed good meaningful minutes out of because he was helping out that Thomas and Kyrou line with Buchnevich down and you know credit to Craig Berube he could have made some big time changes after that Arizona game the one thing he did not move around was that sod 
on that line with Thomas and Cairo, and I thought it was a great move and proved to be here tonight as, again, that was the best line on the ice. Jordan Bennington, who we talked to after the game, spectacular again, and you do get the feel, at least through four games, they're going to need that kind of quality goaltending throughout the season, and I don't know that it's going to stay that good, but you know he can deliver those kind of games. He made some real tough saves on a couple of deflections. He was calm. He was a, a, a word goaltending coaches like to use is efficient, you know, not not overly scrambly. And um, a, that kind of game and what appears to be this kind of system is, is pretty big. It's huge. And, you know, I thought he played the puck really well here tonight. He came out when he needed to come out. He made that good first pass. You know, you heard Steve Ott talk about the rush chances in the second period that really turned this game over where the Blues got those two rush rush chance goals. But he said, man, you got to go all the way back to the defensive zone. We saw Tory Krug to Shen that ended up setting up the Colton Pareko chance just moments later. But if you have to go even before that, it was a good goaltender exchange to Krug. So coming out, playing the puck, uh, he's extremely poised. He looks so comfortable right now. And he's just locked into this zone. I mean, th- this is the zone he looked like he had curves when he was – January, February, that 2019 run where he just came out of nowhere and became the goalie that just really held this team in a position to win every single game, and he did no differently here tonight. Keep in mind, Pittsburgh came out. They played some good hockey right off the hop. Talked to some players or uh, talked to some personnel on Pittsburgh's end between the second and third intermission. They said, man, you guys really stifled us in that first five, six minutes because we were humming along. We just couldn't get rewarded for it. And that, a lot of it is because of Jordan Bennington. Standing tall, he's ready to play, so observant, always constantly scanning the ice when the other team's in the Blues' defensive zone. He knows where the options are, gets there in time, always makes that timely save. And again, like to, like the first two games he played this year, kept his team in a position to win this game, and, and certainly they did. I want to single out uh, one defenseman here. Everybody played a very good game, and, and another kind of gritty game by the that third pairing of Tucker and Scandella. But you saw Colton Pareko kill plays with his stick. You saw, obviously, the bomb that led to the goal. That's what a lot of people will talk about. But, man, when he starts skating again like he was doing tonight, he was hard hard to stop. And, yeah. and it's such a different dynamic back there, the way he can play. Well, with him and Nick Letty, and, and Colton Pareko is my work boots here tonight, him and Nick Letty did such a good job just isolating Sidney Crosby's line and just keeping him to the outside. There was really no threat towards the middle. Maybe one little chop tip play at the end of the second, but that that was it. You know, Colton Pareko is looking to have a bounce back here. I love the fact that they've partnered him up with Nick Letty, and they're just making this pair the shutdown pair, and they're going to let Falk and Krug figure out what they need to figure out. I think Colton's at his best when he has a shutdown guy going all the way back to the years of Jay Bomeister. I think Nick certainly provides that. And right now they are doing a terrific job keeping to the outside. Colton Pareko is using his tools. His size, he's playing big, he's keeping it to the outside, he's steering his stick to keep everything to the outside. He's breaking up plays, and he's taking initiative by moving it up the ice. We saw about three times tonight, he was a one-man breakout, and good luck trying to catch him. Once you get on his backside, there's just no catching him. His stride is too long, it's just far too powerful. And, of course, what we're going to talk about, what everyone's going to talk about, like you mentioned, is his shot from the point. I love not only the shot, but it was the recognition that this is a good shot. Why was it a good shot? Not because he was just open, but because he saw Oscar Sundquist right in front of the eyes of Tristan Jari. And Oscar, if you look at that replay, the bird's eye view of it, Tristan Jari was looking over the right shoulder of 
Oscar Sundquist as that puck sailed just to the left shoulder, and there's no way you can make that save. So a good heads up play recognizing you got traffic in front, you got your forward taking away the eyes of the goaltender, and then you have to put it into a space that he's not there, and that's where he picked that high corner beautifully. That certainly got the cross energy up here, and and to me, Curbs, that was kind of the turning point of the game when the energy in the building, you make it 3-1, to one, and that was a hole the Pittsburgh Penguins just could not claw out of. All right, what did you have for the, well, you said Pareko for your work boots. What yep. do you have for the Bud Light three stars? Number three, Kappen in here tonight was terrific. Number two, we talked to him, Jordan Bennington with the 31 saves, and then Brandon Saad, two goals, six shots, uh, clearly the best player on the ice here tonight, and that's another Blues win. Thank you, Joe. Time now for my five takeaways from the game last night. Number five, we've got to start with Oscar Sundquist. No, he did not end up on the score sheet. He was penalty killing again. He was throwing his body around. He was winning puck battles. And what jumps off the page at you when you watch that game once again last night from Oscar Sundquist is how did he not have more suitors as an unrestricted free agent? And yes, I know, I get it. He was injured. He was coming off of a couple of surgeries. Staying healthy for him has been a problem. But man, when he is healthy, you have a terrific two-way player that not only brings you everything on the ice, but is such a personality in the room as well. It is great to see Oscar Sundquist back with this hockey team. Number four. Well, we've already heard from Brandon Saad. It was his best game of the year. And with Pavel Butchnevich out, yes, it is Brandon Saad sliding up onto that top line. But this is the kind of player Brandon Saad can be. And the reality of it is, is for the Blues to be successful this season, Brandon Saad has to play strong, meaningful minutes like he did in last night's game. A two-goal game every night? Oh, yeah, that'd be great. But no, you don't need a two-goal game every night. But you need those impactful minutes from Brandon Saad. And if he can play that way and create that kind of chemistry, it also gives the coaching staff the ability to move Pavel Butchnevich maybe onto the line with Braden Shen and Kasperi Kapanen when he gets healthy, which then adds even more depth in that top six. Number three, the power play. It was a good win last night, but this was not a bright spot once again. The power play had opportunities to break the game open for the Blues. They were 0 for 2. Now the first power play unit was on for three and a half of the four minutes of power play time. The first power play that they had, they had some great opportunities, could have scored. It just didn't go in, but it was encouraging. The second one, well, it was a little bit more of what we saw throughout the first few games. And now the power play for the Blues is 0 for 11 on the season. Yeah, they'll end up with a power play goal at some point. But finding more consistency and making that a threat becomes a huge part of the early season for the St. Louis Blues. Number two, well, you heard it after the Arizona game. The coaching staff wanted to see more of a five-man unit up and down the ice, puck support. You saw it last night. The second goal of the game was scored by Jake Neighbors. It was assisted by Kapanen and Justin Falk. But that play started way back in the other end of the ice when Braden Shen was below the goal line supporting the defenseman and winning a puck battle that started the rush up the ice. It was that kind of close 10-foot, 8-foot support from teammates that led to several of the breakouts and goals last night. That five-man unit in support was clearly visible and explains to you exactly how the Blues need to play through 60 minutes of 5-on-5 five -five hockey. And number one, the number one takeaway for me last night, once again, has to go back to the goaltender, Jordan Bennington. 31 saves on the night. Now he's got 94 saves on 98 shots in the three games that he has played. He was efficient. 
He was good. He denied scoring opportunities. He was terrific in moving the puck. And as you heard earlier, the system in front of him and clearing out those second chances has been a huge help. But the start to the season from Jordan Bennington has not only got to give fans a ton of confidence, but boy, oh boy, does it bring a lot of confidence to the players on the ice in front of them. And this start to the season is not only what was needed, it was pretty much expected. And he's living up right now to the type of goaltender that you know he can be. A great start to the season for Jordan Bennington. My number one takeaway from the game last night. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. It's Curbside Reaction. We bring it to you the morning after every single Blues game. You'll hear analysis interviews reactions to the game and it'll get you set on anything you might have missed or maybe even a little bit more you wanted to know next up for the blues the winnipeg jets tuesday they begin a three-game road trip into canada it's the winnipeg jets the calgary flames then the vancouver canucks and we'll have the podcast for you the morning after every one of those games i'm chris kerber thanks for tuning in once again have a great rest of your weekend we'll talk to you after the winnipeg game We'll see you at the rink.